Welcome to RevMD, a podcast created for healthcare professionals by healthcare professionals. We will share tips on medical billing and coding, as well as workflow optimization to help practices succeed, thrive, and grow revenue. All right. Welcome back to another week of RevMD. I'm excited to continue the conversation that I did a few weeks ago around incident two billing and direct billing and shared and split billing. And so this week, I'm going to continue and finish that conversation. If you did listen to that, remember, I went over a few different types of billing options that come into play when practices are billing for both physicians as well as non-physician providers. So I'm going to re-review those kind of three basic topics of billing that come into play, again, with Medicare patients. And while I am being specific around Medicare, many of the commercial payers will also follow similar rules. So it's important that you recognize that your own commercial contracts may have something slightly different and that it's important for the office to understand uh, who you're contracted with and what their rules are around shared and split billing. As always, please note this podcast is for education only using materials that are publicly available. If you have questions about your own billing practices, please consult with your legal or billing team. So as you may remember, there are those three different ways that you can bill for a non-physician time who is under a physician, right? So the non-physician providers can either bill through a direct pay, incident to billing situation, or like we talked about last time, there's the third option of shared split billing, which... I briefly touched on when we last talked about this, but today I'm going to spend the majority of our time talking about that. So as you guys know, CMS has also come out with some proposed changes regarding shared and split services and who needs to spend the most substantial amount of time with the patient. However, we have some good news that it seems like those changes have been postponed until 2024, and I'll talk a little bit about what we know so far. Again, I'm going to review direct pay, right, is where that non-physician provider or NPP holds their own provider identification number. This reimbursed based on 85% of the billable physician rate for Medicare or otherwise, depending right on the commercial contracts. It's very important, as always, that every single one of the mid-level providers has their own MPI number, that they're credentialed, so that they are able to bill under their own number. Now, of course, years ago, that wasn't possible, but that is outdated. That's not the case. They can all get their MPI number and get credentialed for the most part. Now, what I talked about two weeks ago was incident to billing, right? So this is the way of billing for outpatient services that are rendered in a physician's office. And that's the key here. Uh, Now that physician office is typically a separate office or institution um, or even a patient's home, which again, we didn't talk much about last time. We won't talk much about today. Now with incident to billing, we reviewed last time that there are very specific requirements that need to be made in order for that non-physician provider to bill under the physician. And this type of billing is going to be when the physician who's already performed the initial service has already initiated a plan of care or treatment plan, then has a non-physician provider following up on that plan of care. And again, like I talked about last week, there are very specific rules around If the non-physician provider goes and sees the patient and they have a new complaint, how you then have to get that physician back involved in order to continue to bill under the physician. Because again, 
from an incident to billing, they can't set up a new plan of care or treatment plan for a new ailment. And again, I'm not going to go over that in detail. If you missed two weeks ago's episode, go check it out. So what we're going to focus on today is what's called shared or split billing, which are now defined as E&M visits in the facility setting that are performed in part by both a physician and non-physician provider in the same group. Now, according to CMS, they call a facility setting as something like an institutional setting, uh, inpatient hospital locations, outpatient hospital locations, observation visits, ED, or even a skilled nursing facility for certain selected visits. Now, there were some nuances that came into place in 2022. There were some proposed changes for 2023, which look like they've been put on hold until 2024. Now, however, the 2022 changes, obviously we're halfway through or more than halfway through the year, those are in play. And so if you weren't aware, this January, so January 2022, CMS had introduced guidelines changing its Medicare reporting rules that impact, right, those NPPs with regards to this. Now, previously, shared services were frequently reported in the name of the physician. Recently, new rules determine who can report these services. And so I'll go over those key changes for 2022 today, because that's the meat of it. The stuff that's proposed to go into place in 2023 or 2024, I'll touch on briefly at the end. So again, the final changes to the split and shared service guidelines were published in the Federal Registrar in November of 2021, and I'm going to go a few of those changes today uh, below. So the first thing that changed, so number one, split or shared visits are now defined as E&M visits in the facility setting performed in part by both a physician or NPP of the same group. And again, I already outlined kind of what is defined as uh, a facility setting. So that's going to be the first part. Because remember how I said two weeks ago that the incident to billing, that's for the outpatient setting. So today we're really talking about what's going on in the inpatient setting. And I really shouldn't just qualify that as just inpatient because it truly is a facility setting. So it can be some of those outpatient hospital locations, observation visits, ED, right, that can be included in that facility setting definition. So the second thing that changed, which is similar to what we talked about a few weeks ago, shared and split visits in the office setting, right, where you've got both a physician and a NPP seeing the same patient, that's where those incident to billing criteria are going to come into play. And so again, review that podcast and note that we really do have kind of a divide and conquer in terms of that really outpatient clinic setting and that facility setting. Private practice offices are typically using that service code 11, which is where you're identifying that it's not in the facility setting. Now, if you are hospital-owned or an academic practice, then you may consider your clinic either an off-campus outpatient hospital or an on-campus outpatient hospital. And both of these locations would not use incident to billing and would instead use that split shared rules. So you're going to really want to make sure that if you guys are seeing patients in that kind of hybrid setting where you're owned by the hospital, but you're outpatient, you may want to check with your billing and, and seeing what service code that they're using. So you know if the requirements fall under that incident to billing criteria or the shared split billing criteria. 
Now, when you think, number three, when you think about split or shared billing, the physician and the PA or NP must each provide a portion of the service with the patient on the same day, and then, of course, document their respective work in the chart. The service must be billed by the provider who performs the substantial portion of the visit. Now, previous guidelines also required that both providers provide face-to-face service with the patient on that visit date, and it really wasn't clear on how much each provider had to spend with that patient. So now CMS is really defining what substantial means in terms of who can be billing and how to bill for that. So during 2022, so this year, currently, there are two methods by which you can determine which provider is providing that substantial amount of time in order to bill under that provider. So method one, which is based upon the provider or physician, depending on who, who performed greater than 50% of the time of the visit. So that's based on time, right? So if you think about our E&M codes on the outpatient setting, it's time versus MDM. And so method number two, the billing is going to be based off of the provider who performed either the history or the exam or the medical decision-making portion of the note in its entirety. It was originally proposed that starting in 2023, more of this was going to be about the time portion. So CMS had stated, and again, this is the part that's going to be delayed, that beginning in 2023, greater than 50% of the total time of the visit will be the only method used to determine the substantive portion of split shared visits for all categories of E&M. However, just like I said, this has been delayed until 2024. Therefore, the need to spend greater than 50% of the total time of visits will not be required at that point in 2023. So you're still going to have that ability to either do method one, which is based on time, or method two, which is based on the provider who performed either the history, the exam, or the medical decision-making MDM portion of the note in its entirety. So we've got a little bit of time, and as you guys know, the reason why this is so important is that if it's a bill under the physician, it gets paid at that 100% of the Medicare fee schedule, and if it's billed under the non-physician provider, then it's reimbursed at that 85% fee schedule. Now, with the MDM method two, The reason why this is so challenging is that right now there are two sets of criteria that are used for determining the level of E&M services. And I know that this is in process to be changed soon, and we'll do another podcast on that. But for categories of services, such as initial and subsequent hospital care, right? So that's your 99221 through your 99233, as well as some ED visits, the CPT rules continue to require a combination of history, exam, and MDM to determine the visit level. For these codes, it is straightforward to use either of the new CMS methods, right? So method one with time or method two with the MDM in order to determine who the facility code can be billed under. Can it be billed under the physician or can it be billed under the, or does it need to be billed under the non-physician provider? The issue is for office and outpatient visits, right? So our 99202 through 99215, that could be used in place of service for uh, service offices uh, using service codes 19 or 22. 
There, we're using the new 2021 guidelines with regards to time or MDM to determine the level of service. So, right, we've got these two different sets of rules determining how we are billing for those E&M visits. And so that's where we're getting confused, I think, or at least I would get confused with how to bill for shared or split services using method two, the MDM method in order, because you're having to determine, okay, which, where am I located? Which CPT am I billing for? Which E&M method are I using? Am I using the new 2021 rules for MDM and time in order to determine the level of CPT to bill? Or am I using the previous older method for that? Now, I will clarify that CMS did go over some of this in some of their explanatory webinars. So say you're in an outpatient setting, but you're in a facility outpatient setting. So even though you're billing the 99202 through 99215, which is using the new 2021 ENM coding, right? You're using time versus MDM in those to set the level of CPT code that you can bill. CMS does state that the method that you use to determine the level of service does not have to be the same method you use for determining who can bill based on the substantial portion of the visit. Now, I'm sure that's clear as mud, right? So you've got a patient, they're coming in for a new office visit. It's an outpatient facility setting, but in that outpatient facility setting, you are using the new 2021 ENM coding guidelines, which state that you can either pick time or MDM in order to set, you know, your level two, three, four, or five. Now, if you choose time for your, you know, to determine your level, you could also choose MDM to determine the who billed the substantial portion of the visit. So hopefully that makes sense. If not, shoot me an email, info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com. All right, so now that we've done number three, let's go on to number four. Let's talk about medically appropriate activities that could be used to determine time. So we're talking about whether or not when a non-physician provider can bill under the physician or if they need to directly bill under their own MPI number. And so again, we've reviewed method one, which is time, method two, which is MDM. And so for using method one, so for determining time, the activities that count towards that are, of course, any sort of review of the medical record, any diagnostic tests, any a patient evaluation, physical exams, care coordination, any patient or family education, any sort of provider-to-provider communication, as well as encounter documentation and prescribing. So all of those can count towards that portion to understand, did you spend more than 50% of the time with the patient or not? And when you think about acceptable split or shared services in 2022 and beyond, these can be things like an initial or new visit, established or subsequent visits, any sort of critical care encounter, discharge encounter, skilled nursing facility visit, or even surgical first assist services. So all of those are things that may be used for with uh, shared or split billing. 
Number five. So let's talk about face-to-face contact because this has changed. So CMS now requires that only one of the providers has face-to-face contact with the patient. And it is now no longer required from both providers or both the physician and the provider. Now it's also not required that the provider who performs the substantial portion actually be the one who has to have the face-to-face contact. All right, let's talk about number six. As always, it's important to make sure that you have documentation for who and what both the physician and the non-physician provider are performing, right? So you have to make sure that the physician is documenting what they did during the visit, the non-physician provider is doing the same. So that is all easily seen in the medical record and, of course, both signed their documentation. Number seven is about modifiers. So beginning in 2022, the split or shared services is going to have to be done with a modifier, FS. Note that this requirement does not apply only to shared split services built in the name of the physician. If a visit is shared by a physician and an NPP, and the NPP performs a substantial portion, then CMS still does require the use of the FS modifier. And last, number eight, prolonged services. So in 2022, the CPT codes for prolonged services are gonna depend on the setting. Now, in all settings, the combined time of both practitioners must meet the criteria for the appropriate codes. So essentially, you can add up the time in order to hit those CPT code requirements. So G2212 is in that office setting, and then it codes 99354 through 99359 for the inpatient or outpatient codes. Now, as always today, we're really going over what applies for Medicare. It's going to be really important that if you are seeing patients outside of Medicare, you need to look at those payer contracts, whether that's state Medicaid or your commercial payers. And so it is you know, a pain to have to track down those contracts, talk to your payer representative, but it is going to be really important that you understand that. So again, the important things here are that there are shared and split billing requirements for the facility setting. Again, I'm talking about the facility setting today. And during the year of 2022, there are two methods by which you can determine who can bill for the substantial portion of that visit. And that is going to either depend on time, so that's method one, or medical decision-making. Who spent the most amount of time doing the visit or who had the most substantial influence in the the medical decision-making of the CPT code? So that can be things like who did the history and physical, who came up with the treatment plan, that sort of thing is really going to come into play on whether you can have that non-physician provider billing underneath the physician, or if they're going to have to be the one who is billing direct. So the last thing I'll say is that the proposal for 2023 was that the billing provider will be determined by who performs greater than 50% of the shared split service. So again, they were basically saying that method two using MDM was going to go away and that you could only use method one. Now that has been postponed until 2024. And essentially, that was actually postponed because of the letters that were coming in from the physician groups and how that would change workflow and reimbursement. And so I think that that's a good thing. We'll have to watch and see and A, make sure and confirm that this truly is getting proposed 
to be postponed through to 2024, or if potentially that is going to be something that they're going to put into place in 2023. But for 2022, you can use either method. Method one is time. Method two is who was the substantial provider who provided the most with regards to MDM decision-making. So as always, I hope this was helpful. This is kind of a confusing topic. Um, if there are any questions, feel free to email me at info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com. And as always, if you are looking for a new billing team, we would be happy to help and look and see what your metrics look like today. You guys know I'm a big metric person and see if we would be able to help you provide a very reliable and data-driven service. As always, please share this podcast if it's been helpful and have a great week.